Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Tonight, we begin our three-day journey which traces our Lord's exodus that leads us, his people, out of death and into life. This is not the first exodus that Israel has experienced. The Israelites were told to memorialize the exodus out of Egypt. It was the Passover of the Lord. It was the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. They were to celebrate it year after year, every year. Unfortunately, the Judeans did not always remember the mighty acts of God. King Hezekiah didn't help. You see, when King Hezekiah took the throne after his father Ahaz, and for 16 years Ahaz reigned and led the people in abomination. He suffered military defeat after defeat, humiliation after humiliation, and even in his time of distress, he became even less faithful unto the Lord. Even with disasters raining down upon him, Ahaz could not bend the knee to look to God. So as Hezekiah's reign began, following after his father David, and doing that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, the first thing he had to do was to open and to cleanse the temple. He restored the services in the house of the Lord, and most importantly, he was going to reinstitute the Passover, which had not been celebrated. Hezekiah invited everybody to come and celebrate the Passover in Jerusalem. Not only everybody in Judea, but he also sent messengers to the northern ten tribes into Israel saying, come, come to the feast prepared for our Lord in his holy city. But the celebration had to be delayed. They couldn't hold it in the first month when they were supposed to. Although Hezekiah invited all of Israel to do it, the northern ten tribes had been a separate kingdom for a hundred plus years now. For a little bit of scope to scale, you remember our civil war happened in 1861. Think of the animosity that would have built up if the Union and the Confederates had not come to peace some 160 years ago. But moreover, Israel had rejected Jerusalem as its central place of worship. They had set up their own high places. They had set up their own places to go and worship. So Hezekiah's messengers were rejected by most of Israel. Chapter 30, verse 10, throughout the country of Ephraim and Manasseh and as far as Zebulon, they laughed at them to scorn and they mocked them. Why would we go down to worship in Jerusalem when we have just as good a places here? Now, there was some men from the north who did come down and take the opportunity, the invitation that they were given. But this was still not the reunion that Hezekiah had desired. What was worse is they still had to delay more than a month to be delayed because Hezekiah and the princes took counsel and found out that they were not going to have enough priests in order to get all of the work done. There just simply hadn't been enough workers trained to do the work. And even though it was written in Numbers chapter 9 that individuals who were ritually unclean or people who had been traveling or on trips could celebrate the Passover up to a month late, it had never been, it had never been intended for the entire nation to, to set it back. It'd be like doing, doing Christmas in the end of January. It just doesn't make any sense. And so the Judeans hadn't been celebrating Passover. 
But Hezekiah was eager to hold the fast anyway. And so the preparations were hastily done. So many people, even after a month of coming late, when they did come, they were still ritually unclean. And yet God evidentially passed over this infraction. The hand of the Lord was also on Judah to give unto them one heart, to do as the king and the princes had commanded by the word of the Lord. Even those who came uncleaned were still pardoned of their sins, healed of their diseases. And so this unique Passover in the history of Judah, they assembled and rejoiced greatly as in the days of Solomon. The prayers of the Levites were heard again. The mighty acts of God's salvation were once told to a brand new generation who had been 16 years without hearing of the Passover stories. And the Israelites and their Israeli, or the Judeans and the Israeli brothers and even foreigners, sojourners to the nations, worshiped again the Lord of God of heaven and earth in the way that he had intended for them to worship. King Hezekiah certainly led the nation to a a great revival of faith, but despite his best efforts to follow his father David, his son Manasseh soon took the throne, and Manasseh was worse than almost all of the other kings. It led Judah to more degradation and destruction. But such is the way of men. The greater son of Hezekiah would need to do better than just reinstitute the Passover. Instead of thousands and thousands of bulls and sheep, the Son of Man offered a better ransom for the sins of the world. The Son of Man offers himself. The grandson of of King Hezekiah offers himself as the Lamb of God given for the sins of the world. So as the hour drew near for Jesus to give his life, he also then celebrated the Passover. And he says, I've earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, he says in Luke. Although he sends Peter and John to prepare the meal, it's clear from our readings that Jesus has already been doing some special preparations for this feast as well. It would no longer be a memorial looking back unto the death of the firstborn. When Jesus celebrates that Passover, he takes the bread, he says, behold, do this in remembrance of me. The son of David gathers the flock of the entire world and his invitation, a lot like what Hezekiah did, his invitation goes out into all of the world. But it goes beyond Jerusalem. It goes beyond Judea. This is invitation of this sacred and sacrificial feast even goes beyond Samaria. Jesus sends out this invitation unto the ends of the earth, to all of the nations, to all of the kings, to all of the people. He says, come and I will feed you with the bread of life. Like Hezekiah, Jesus' invitation was not received by all. There's always mocking. There's always been scorn. And not just by the Samaritans, but by the Judeans who really ought to know better. The king of Judah came to Judah. He came, Jesus came himself right into the temple courts, was not received by those of whom he was sent to. And yet in great mercy, he invited them for that invitation. That invitation continued beyond them far and wide. He invites you and your children, the slave and the free, the men and the women, even the northern Yankees and the Mets, of course. 
Jesus' glory has been made known unto the nations. John 1.12, to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he has given the right to be called the children of God. He makes that invitation unto all of us. And so a multitude from every nation and every tribe gathered all over the world in this night in one heart and one family, celebrating in with and under the Spirit of God, worship God the Father who is Lord over us all. The Son of God has invited us into worship and not to worship in an earthly Jerusalem, but to worship in here in spirit and in truth. The earthly Jerusalem is a physical, historical place, but true worship happens wherever two or three are gathered in my name, says Christ. This Passover celebrates wherever Jesus' flesh is eaten, where his blood is drunk for the forgiveness of your sins. And while our prayers mingle with the prayers of the saints around the world as we begin this holy weekend, it is the Lord who descends. It is the Lord himself who keeps this festival, who keeps this Passover who feeds us and puts his own body and blood into our own hearts and minds and mouths. The son of Hezekiah has indeed prepared a feast for us. And he has called us to come. And as Jesus may seem as if he's in no real hurry to return again, the Lord definitely is eager to have this supper with you tonight. He is eager for you to come into his presence. And so we hasten unto the Passover. For the salvation of God is at hand. He has called us to come into his table and we have come for all has been prepared. Come. Come soon. Come often unto the table of the Lord whether you've been away for years like many of the Judeans in Hezekiah's day or maybe you commune every single week, week after week, month after month. Come. Let us rejoice on this night for the feast has been prepared by the king, the son of David the son of Hezekiah. Jesus Christ himself feeds us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.